0: She's real fine, my 409, she's real fine, my 409, my 409.
1: Ron Part of the repair process is looking at what's been done and it generally gives you a direction on where you have to go. The car doctor. The next time you pull into your repair shop and go, you know, I was using my cell phone adapter and the cigarette lighter no longer works. I blew a fuse. Can you just pop one in for me? The only thing we pop in is people in the pool if they're standing too close. Welcome to the radio home of Ron Anian, The car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair if your mechanics giving you a busy signal pick up the phone and call in the garage doors are open but i am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900 and
0: now let
1: is the only way I can start today's show. I'm here live at the Mawa Sheridan Crossroads at Dead Man's Curve Wild Hot Rod Weekend. Bash number four, and it is just a sight to see in the sunlight and all the cars all over the place. I think there's 1,000, 1,200 cars here at least in talking with the boys from Dead Man's Curve. And this is going to be a Car Doctor road trip. We're here today to talk about that great American pastime, hot rodding, motorcycling, customizing and everything else in between. We've got a great lineup of guests for you this afternoon, and we're going to kick off this hour with a gentleman that needs no introduction, and I'm proud to have him sitting next to me on my left, Paul Tuttle of Orange County Choppers. Paul, welcome Thank to The you. Car Doctor, Thank sir. Thank you. <clears throat> um, uh, your impressions of this show. Let's start there.
2: No, it's really cool. I, um, I don't usually get a chance to walk around. Uh, and hang cars. out. Yeah, I, I really don't, because... You Know there's a lot of pictures and stuff like that, which is which is great, but I do, I, I would I, I would really like to just check out the cars, uh, just be a guy and hang yeah, out, yeah, yeah, but you know, it just comes with the territory. But I've seen some really nice cars, and you know, one of the cars that I've seen here, and I when I was a kid, um, my my uh, my buddy had uh, older brothers, and they had a 62 409 with two fours, so that's kind of was my first really introduction to fast cars and you know the back then there there was a lot of racing, uh, racing but uh, but i you know that that car really sticks out in my mind
1: and it's i have to tell you as long as i'm doing this show these past 25 years i ask somebody what was your first car they always remember that first car see yeah. i can tell it's like it's got you emotional on the inside you're thinking about it and you're going back in your mind so what was the first car paul tuttle drove
2: my my first car was a '66. Dodge Dart, push button slant six, that that I hated. It was the, that ugly brown. Yeah. Uh, but you know the thing of it is, is that you couldn't kill the car, and I tried to kill. The yeah, car, I'm sure you did. And, yeah. and you know I was in high school, so you know it was it was kind of like a car that you really didn't want. But uh, the old man said that's the car you're getting, and that's what you got. And you then, know? Yeah, yeah. And you were happy to have it. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it
1: was, well, yeah. it, was the inspi- it was the inspiration to go to the next car. What was the first hot rod? Uh,
2: I actually went into the Merchant Marines, and then uh, when I got out of the Merchant Marines, I, I bought a uh, 68 GTO. I'm a big a big GTO guy and a right. big uh, 442. I, I got from uh, 64 to 72, all convertible, four speeds, 442s, and uh, Pontiac GTOs. So, you know, I had a couple um, GTOs. I had a 68 and I had a 70. And, uh, you know, back then, you know, I was in the drag racing era. Right. And, you know, everybody meet Friday night at the the, the, um, the diner. And, uh, you know, everybody would just line up and, and loved it. And loved back it, then, everybody it.
1: had a diner or a Masters Park a lot or the, the, the section of the GSP where the two lines were on the road and... Um, a lot of strange things happened at 3 o'clock in the morning. It was
2: great, yeah. and I really missed those times. We used to rage, race on the parkway, and you'd race bridge to bridge, and it would be a quarter mile. Right. But you'd have, like, a mile of cars behind you, so there was no way you were going to get a right. ticket right. Uh, for racing. And, you know, you'd go back, and then somebody else would uh, uh, set it up, and then they would go down. It was just, it was just a great, the, the great days good time of, the, con- of life. the
1: days of the connecting highway out in, uh, yeah. on the other side of the city. So let me ask you this. How does Paul Tuttle go from that GTO 442 era? What was the first bike? Where'd the bikes come in? Uh,
2: my first bike was a '71 Triumph, um, which I'm, I'm a big Triumph fan, and uh, and then my uh, first Harley was a '74, which I still have, and I still right. have the Triumph too. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You got your first. Yeah, yeah kind like of like to hold on things, but um, you know, it's you know, I, even my '74 Harley, I I, I was uh, a fort You know, I had a, a steel fabricating business, so I was able to do things people couldn't do so i could cut up a frame stretch it you know build gas tanks build oil tanks so that's where it started yeah. it
1: was it was your, your, your you've got a metalworking business and all of a sudden somebody said or was it your bike hey can you extend this make this a little longer and yep. the bulb went off in your head and said hey i can do this yeah
2: and uh, and you know again you know the, back then there was not um, availability of welders you know and and stuff like that so you know again i was fortunate you know i had a steel fabricating business and you know i could just about do anything you know right
1: and, and from where did that go? You know, where did it become now all of a sudden here's this Orange County chopper thing and this just takes off, right, because you're so well-known for that. And as I watched the show those many seasons, I always marveled how did you come up with the inspiration? Every bike was different and every one was as nice as the one before it. How did that happen? You know what?
2: <clears throat> it's kind of like after, you know, 10 years in, uh, of doing that – it, it kind of amazes myself because, you know, when you're doing bike after bike after bike and every bike got to be different and it's a real challenge. And I think that's what, you know, uh, keeps you going is that challenge of, um, you know, just to be able to be able to, you know, beat the. Right. The, the bike that you did uh, before and we've been really successful doing that uh, so you know I think it's it's not a matter of just myself it's creativity from the people that you're around and, and the fabricators and uh, it you know it's it's a um, it's a gift and, and and it just you love what you do you know, right. yeah I get, there
1: is no and, and I have to tell you you know sitting next to you today as I watched the show I know I, I knew by watching the show you loved what you do. But I can see the look on your face that you're enjoying sitting here in the sun talking about this. Yeah. It's hitting things inside of you like you're digging it. And now you're going to go out there and walk the crowd and get more inspiration because there's another evolution of Paul Tunnel. What's <laughs> what's, what's the next evolution of Paul Tunnel? Uh,
2: you know what? It's great that, uh, you know, we took a couple years off uh, from not filming and, uh, you know, A&E just picked us up and we're uh, so we're back back in action there and, and we'll be... Uh, uh, Aaron a show uh, February 20th and it's Orange County Choppers American Made and uh, you know what we're, do- we're not just doing bikes we're doing you know any different s- snowmobiles or whatever it is and you know we're tricking them out and you know making them uh, run so
1: so it has to run too I've noticed that when you you know it's 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 not just something it's not all show and no go as we used to say it's it's got to look good and you got to be able to hit it.
2: It's the truth. You know, uh, a lot of these bikes really look good, but they're not functional. But every bike that we build is is, is functional. So um, that that's important, too. You know, if you can't get on it and
1: ride it, what's well, the sense? Right. It's it, it becomes no fun. I think something is uh, creeping up the driveway here. What is that? Sounds it's a, good. It, it's, it sounds good. It looks good. It's a purple. I'm not sure. I can't tell through the crowd. Um, real quick, Paul, the, yeah. the, the new TV show. Where, where can the listeners go to find it, and uh, about when? When will it be out?
2: Well, it'll be out uh, February 20th, and it'll be on our uh, Facebook, and, uh, you know, A&E will be advertising it too, so uh, it's great. Mikey's going to be on the show with me. Right. i got my nephew, uh, Nick, who's quite the character, and basically I still have the same people that I've had me for, with the last 14 years, the same uh, talent that was right. all through the years of discovery, so...
1: Well, if you need a guy to acquire things, I can give you Fast Harry. He's my acquisition guy. I can loan him out to you on weekends. I'll uh, take him. And, and he's a character. Look at that. I mean, that's, you know. As, as
2: long as he's cheap.
1: He's cheap. Yeah, he's cheap. <laughs> trust me. Uh, and, and and I can say that with brotherly love. So, um, But anyway, listen, uh, where can the listeners find more information? There's got to be a couple of websites for you, and they can stay abreast of what's going on in Paul Tuttle's world. Um.
2: I think our website's probably the best to... Yeah, what to, is to, that? What's to, the web address? OrangeCountyChoppers.com. OrangeCountyChoppers.com.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time. I. I hope I did this well. I, no, you didn't. You, know, you did good. I, I, I you know what? <laughs> I know Maybe he'll give you a raise. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, I wanted to just let you be be yourself, and I really appreciate you coming you. over here doing that. And uh, I appreciate uh, it. I, I want to let you know. I hope you have a good afternoon, and uh, you get to walk around and get some inspiration. And uh, I maybe, will. maybe we'll see you here again next year. Well, listen. Absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Harry uh, hitch up again. Maybe November, December, getting ready for the new show launch, and talk good. about it on air. We'll give you That'd a call good, and we'll do yeah. a phoner. All right, sir? Okay, thank Perfect. you very much cool for your beans time. Paul Tuttle, I appreciate you being here. I'm Ron Ananey and the car doctor, and we'll be back from the Mawak Sheridan here at the uh, Dead Man's Curve Wild Hot Rod Party right after this. Back, Ron Nene and the Car Doctor hanging out on this glorious afternoon here in the sun at the Mawa Crossroads, Sheridan, in Mawa, New Jersey, and uh, with the boys from Dead Man's Curve, the boys and girls from Dead Man's Curve Car Club here in New Jersey as they have uh, staging their Wild Hot Rod Weekend here, the fourth weekend and or the fourth time in a row. And but it's it's not just about these past four shows. There's a lot more to this organization and what they bring to the table. And I've kind of snared the founding father. As I've tagged him, and I don't think he likes that, but that's tough. That's the way we're going to do it. And I want to welcome Rich Conklin to the forum, and uh, thanks for being part of the Car Doctor today, Rich.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, You're the guy. You know, this wouldn't be here without you. Well, I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Okay. Three
3: three founding members originally, 1978.
1: And, you know, that was one of my questions. How long has it been around, Dead Man's Curve?
3: 1978. Ed Stinson, Keith Adams, and myself decided we wanted to start a car club that was about. Cool cars, hot rods, good stuff. Um, we, we we joined a couple other clubs, and they were talking about hay rides in the winter time, and yeah. you know, ice skating. Right. We wanted to build hot rods in the wintertime and cruise in the summer with them.
1: Well, listen, I've I've seen what you do in the winter. You you have you have these hot rod gatherings at the farm. Yeah. Uh, the hot rod farm, the world famous hot rod farm in Montville, New Jersey, and uh, you guys do this snow, rain, sun. It's you eat, breathe, and sleep this.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh,
1: you know, the dirt got under your fingernails early, and it stayed there. Yes, um, yes. Uh, where does that passion come from? What was your first car?
3: Uh, well, my first car was a 1970 Buick Grand Sport. Uh, when I, I bought it when I was 16. Of course, I had my farmer's license. I used to drive the farm trucks and beat right. them all up. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I so you were, dri-
1: you were probably driving at 13 then. That's when uh, you can get a farm license. No, six, right? 16. 16? Was it yeah. 16? Okay.
3: Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, my second car is my 55 Chevy, which I still own. Still yeah, I have. see that
1: out in front of us, the green-lifted uh, yep. 55. Is that an L88 hood scoop it's yes. on there? Yeah, that was all the rage in 1974. Right. Sure, yeah, period, correct piece. <laughs> um, and you've had that car since 1974. Yep, bought it wow. in 74.
3: It was a little old lady's car. Uh, made it into a, kind of an exaggerated gasser. They used to call them street freaks back right. then.
1: Right. Doesn't it kind of blow your mind when you think about that that was something that rolled out of the showroom? somewhere in 1955 and it was uh it had hubcaps on it and two bumpers and uh it, you know it just just such a totally different uh look than it is right now right
3: yeah yeah and i and i of course have had it and driven it longer than it was alive before i owned it right if you know what i right. mean yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: i've had it on the road now 40 years and i, I can't even believe i don't know where the time went to yeah it just it just sort of goes by in a, in a heartbeat yep and, and and speaking of time so here you are Wild Hot Rod Weekend number four, and I know you guys are already looking forward to five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Absolutely, I know how you guys are? Yep. Um, uh, you know, how long has Dead Man's Curve been doing some of their other events? You know, there's that there's that pre-show. I call it the pre-show before the show. Yeah, out yeah. The farm. It's it's the Wild Hot Rod
3: Party at the at the Hot Rod Farm. Uh, this year was our 20th year. This past Wednesday, uh, 20th annual. There were some rumors we were going to stop it, but it's going on.
1: Well, the rumors yeah. are good. You know, it keeps people looking for more. And uh, Yeah. Um, you've definitely got everybody's attention. You know, in, in the area, in the region, you are the go-to guys. Yes. And, yep. Uh, you know, you say Dead Man's Curve, and everybody's kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it's uh, he's with them.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can I tell you how we started, uh, how we got the name?
1: Oh, yeah, I would love to hear this story. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's family radio. So, again,
3: but, again, the three founding members, myself, Ed Stinson and Keith Adams, we were, in a, we were in a nightclub in 1978 watching uh, uh, the Super Greaser play oldies. Right. And we, wanted to go up and we wanted to go up and request a song. We wanted to name a car club, something to do with and Dean, surf music, and hot rods. So we come up with Dead Man's Curve, which was a song uh, written by Jan Berry, and it was a hit by Janet Dean in, I believe, '63. Uh, but the song was inspired by Mel Blank. He crashed his car on Dead Man's Curve in Wilshire Boulevard in Hollywood, California. That was in the newspaper. That inspired uh, Jan, uh, Jan Berry to write the song.
1: I never and knew it, this. And, of
3: course, the song encouraged us to, uh, to name the club something that nobody'd forget, you know?
1: And nobody's going to forget that.
3: And our, our cars always kind of make a statement and always have, so the name goes along with the... The wild and crazy cars and hot rods that we built.
1: Yeah, you know, the the members of Dead Man's Curve uh, have had more than a few cars, national notoriety, magazines, TV shows, Yes. um, well-documented and uh, well-talked about and well-discussed. There's a side to Rich Conklin, though, that goes beyond all this, if that's possible, and Raider Wheels. Yes. Tell us about
3: Raider Wheels. Uh. Wheels have been a passion of mine my whole life, just like hot rods and cars, and uh, you couldn't find Raider wheels. They disappeared originally. They were built from 1961 to 1968. Dick Raider out of California built them. Uh, He went out of business. They became the wheel that you never saw, but when you saw them, they were absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I decided to start making them again. Just uh, like that. Yeah, ah, I'll
1: make a wheel company. I'll just Nin- do this. 19, well,
3: 1994, I started looking into how to make wheels, and I started going around to shows and, and showing off some originals and saying I want to make these. And uh, I had a guy named uh, Jim Kerr, not the Jim Kerr from the radio, right. not the Jim Kerr from the uh, rock band, Jim Kerr from Pennsylvania, car guy. He uh, he says, you got to get a hold of loose Center. Out in California, Mr. Anson Automotive. He made the Anson Sprint wheels. Sure, I remember those. Gave me his phone number. Uh, I called him. He says, "You got to fly out here and see me." That sounds like a great idea. You got to bring back those Raider wheels. And he helped me along. He helped. He helped myself and my my partner at the time, and uh, we started making them. And uh, it took a while, but we got we got the name out there and the product and everything's made in America, made in the USA.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, and the quality is just it's just it's not to be matched anywhere. I, I've seen them. Uh, you know, when you say Raider Wheels to the to the old school hot rodders, yes. they know the name. They know what it means. Yes, it's, it's a yep. brand that obviously has so much recognition. Yes, um, you know. So uh, you know, just I've got a feeling that whatever you decide to do, Rich. You're one of those guys that can just do it and get it done. There, there isn't a guitar in the closet at home. You're not going to be a rock star next week, or
3: oh, I sing now and then. Yeah, there
1: you go. So I kind of knew that was coming. Um, <laughs> listen, I think before we uh, do that though, we're going to have to pull away and take a break. If the if the listeners are looking for more information, there's got to be more than a few websites for a guy like you. Where where can they find more information out about everything that Rich Conklin is?
3: RaiderWheels.com for the wheel company and Deadman's CurveUSA.com yeah. for oh, the car club.
1: Cool beans. What are you going to go do the rest of the afternoon?
3: I am going to run around here and make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you're, doing, you're,
1: you're doing a good job, i got to tell you that. And greet a lot of people. And greet a lot of and people. Say hi. Yeah, well, listen, for everybody out there on our local affiliate that may not be here, we are at the Crossroads Sheridan in Mahwah, New Jersey at the Dead Man's Curve Wild Hot Rod Weekend Number 4. We invite you all to come out and soak up some sunshine with us and uh, enjoy the cars, the scenery, and the afternoon. I'm Ron and in The Car Doctor, and we are back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Ron Anini and the Car Doctor hanging out with the gang at Dead Man's Curve this afternoon as we're sitting here in the sun and all the cars around us at the Wild Hot Rod Weekend number 4 at the Sheridan Crossroads in Mawa, New Jersey. Two gentlemen, one on my left, one on my right, from the folks over at Frantic Ford, and I know there's a story here. Al, I'm going to start with you. And Bob, to my right, we're going to bring him in afterwards. Tell us a little bit about Frantic Ford, what that's all about. Sure, no
4: problem. Thanks for having us here okay, today. You're very welcome, sir. Um, the Frantic Ford was a funny car um, based in the late 60s. Um, it started out as the Frantic Ford Dragster, guys, out of California. Right. It came east, headed by Jim Fox, and it was one of the first, uh, second-generation funny cars. And uh, it really... Hauled in the seventies and late 60s, 69s there's, there's a word
1: I haven't heard in a long time. It hauled, and I know I know I know the second word that you want to use, but we can't say it here Ex- on Family Radio. Exactly. But, uh, you know, it <laughs> hauled. It had some go, right? It had some go. Yeah. And it was a great match race car, and
4: up and down the East Coast, and every place it went, it, it ran and and won and uh, set low ET and records and stuff like that.
2: Yeah.
4: The car went to the next generation, uh, which was a Mustang two, uh, with Dodger Glenn. The same thing. The car also. Hold. Right. Uh, but unfortunately Dr. Glenn uh, in 78 uh, passed away, there was an accident with the car um, and he died behind the wheel and the car was put aside. Back in 2009, uh, I got together with another group of guys, with Bobby Fry uh, me and Bobby Fry, uh, we have the rights of Frantic Ford name through Ford Global Motorsports and we came out with a frantic Ford, and we did a couple others. Didn't last long, but uh, my relationship goes on with Rocky Perone, uh, who's not here today. Right. Um, he's at a football game yep. with his well, son. You know
1: what? Yeah, it's that's, that's as important as this. That's more important it's than fam- this, it's family. Yeah. It's family, exactly. Family stuff, man. Family comes first. And
4: uh, we got together uh, with with Bobby Toth in uh, 2011, I think it was, and we built the replica of the 1969 and a half or 1970
1: Mach 1 frantic Ford. And, and that's what you guys. Bring to the table. You're 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 bringing back the. I won't say it's not not that it's not fun today, but there's a fun element to the Frantic Ford organization. You guys are bringing back nostalgia, funny car racing. Fair way to say it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And my gentleman to the right, Bob, Bob Toth. You you know, here you're a you're 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 a licensed Top Fuel funny car driver. Is that the right way to say that?
0: Yes, I'm a licensed. uh I, brought, I have also, I have a front engine top fuel drive license, I have a funny car license, and I have a, an advanced E.T. license. That means I can drive anything.
1: Right. <laughs> now, now the question I want to know is, and, and, and for the audience out there, you know, um, when you you know, I'm going to go get my funny car license and I don't, know, I don't know if mom was there. You know, mom, I'm going to go get my funny car. How fast did the funny car have to go
0: that you could qualify for the license? T- talk about the licensing process a little. The bit. licensing process is uh, the licensing process is uh, pretty much where you you have to go 30, uh, percent which in the record, which they used to make us do that, but they don't do that no more. Okay, but to get into this process, you can't. You, most people can't afford to own a car like this. Right. So you either get on a team and you start by cleaning parts and filling the trailer and doing that kind of stuff. And um, myself, I was the driver for a long time, um, crewed on a lot of guys' cars. And uh, the, the licensing process was, for me, I got in front of mine's front-engine dragster, haven't been in a car in 35 years, and went to Island Dragway and, uh, and went through the Saturday and Sunday and got my license right um, In that car And that was what we call a 750 license And then later on I drove a, another car A friend of ours um, It was called a Tweety's Rat And he had an accident And I, he couldn't drive And he asked me to drive the funny car And I jumped in the car And the first run I made in the funny car In 35 years was a 729 at 190 190 miles an hour Yeah. And that qualified you for your license Yes now, yep. now, when you went home and told your parents this, what
1: did they say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're well, not taking the family I, car no more. That's hey, it. That's hey, it.
0: You're out. Here's, here's, My daughter is 33 years old and has never, never came to the racetrack because she's always been as scared of it. Right. Um, <laughs> you know? what, what, was your, what was your first car, Bob, your first street car? My first street car was a 62 uh, Chevy with a 409 in it. How old were you? 18. So, you started with royalty right from the get-go. Yeah, I was very lucky. Yeah.
1: I was I, very lucky. I would say. So, you know, here you guys are. You're running four vintage funny cars. You know, if you were going to explain this to somebody in, 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 a, in a real quick period of time, how do you explain this? You know, why are you doing this? The sheer expense of this alone... Uh, these aren't these aren't you know these things aren't EPA rated. We're not uh, <laughs> we're not exactly getting fuel economy out here.
4: Right, the four cars that we have here is or we're booked in. Uh, I dealt with Richie, so right. I asked two of our friends that are close, um, Chris Mazzarella with the Total Insanity car, and uh, Kim. I can't pronounce Kim's. I think McEwen with the Agent Orange car. The other car that we have is a Super Camaro. Right. So it's the Ford versus Chevy. Camaro versus Mustang. So, so
1: you guys are going around doing match races? We're going the, around doing tracks. match races. Right. We have the
4: cars set up like we like the cars ran, 60s, 70s.
1: Right.
4: You know, we don't have the big mag. We don't have the big blower. We don't have the big fuel pump. Fuel pump and, and, you know, what we run into good percentage like everybody else did. But what the tracks want, they really don't care what they see on the clock time-wise because they're kind of confused when because cars are running quarter-mile, eighth-mile, 1,000 feet. They want to the show. right? And being with Rocky Prone and, and Bobby Toth, I mean, we put on a hell of a show. Right. I mean, the long burnouts, the dry hops, the girls backing up the cars. This is what people yeah, remember. Is, is, is there, a, you know, Jungle Jim, right? And, right. And is, right. There a, is there a Jungle Pam? Well, there is a Jungle Pam. She's a little bit older. Right. Um, you know, you talk about when Bobby, how long he's been around. I got started in Funny Cars uh, in 75. I went from sh- street racing. So somehow somebody must have hit me over the head and said, you need to get a funny car. Oh, yeah, you need one of these. And yeah. uh, back in the 70s, I was went out to California, and I got involved with a bunch of guys. And I was involved with the Jungle Gym, the Tommy Ivo, and the McHugh and the Snake. We used to match race against these guys. And we used to race three, four, five days a week throughout the country. Every night we would go out and race. And have fun. Have fun. And that's what the fans wanted. They wanted, they, they needed that excitement. They needed, like, the the long burnouts and the dry hops which we don't see these days with the big time with the big time show cars right. John Forrest and other guys and I spent time in that era with a gentleman named Gary Dencham I was with him for about 10 years and he went over to Forrest and uh, in 1999 I decided I needed to get another hobby and my wife said uh, one day we were at a car show she said you're going you're gonna to get a hot rod one day and I am said nah I got no time well in 1999 got my first street rod and had 13 cars or 12 cars ever since i got a 32.5 window that's out here and i
1: decided i needed to get back in the drag yeah i'm so. going to come out i want to sit in that 32.5 no problem if the car doctor fits he's going to go look for one <laughs> yeah, um, yeah 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 that's, that's gonna be the next deal hey real quick bob yeah. before we go um if you could match race anybody who would it be john force john force all right we're gonna issue the john force challenge here on the car doctor that uh, bob toth is looking for you he's uh, aiming for you and uh uh, he wants to he wants to take the shot and uh, have that race. Real quick, Al, um, is there a website the listeners can sure, go for information? Sure, we're at franticford.com. We're okay. on Facebook. We're on Instagram.
4: Uh, we're on LinkedIn. I mean, we're all over the place. Just, just Google to search Frantic Ford. Frantic Ford, again. And i got to thank our sponsors. They sure, real quick. Quick, quick. i got a list here a mile long, but I'm going to go real quick. DJ Safety, Frant, uh, excuse me, Champion, uh, M&H, Clevite, uh, Racing Junk, McGuire, CRC, uh, Welsh Media, Pat Welsh, who does our website updated daily. Uh, Stay Loop, uh, we do a lot of charity events. Alex sure. Lemonade Foundation, yeah. Ronald, Ronald McDonald House of Central New York. PPG, who provides the paints for all our cars. Uh, Nec is a company that I work for during the day. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I have a real job. Mister Gasket, Lucas Oil, uh, ISCA, um, Crown sunglasses, uh, the world, the world, DCI, one of our NEC yeah. sponsors. I mean, I hope I didn't leave anybody out, but uh, they're the guys that make it possible. Well, you know what? Not. We'll out. talk
1: about them next year. We hope to come not back next problem. year and do this. So. All right. Hey, listen, I'm okay. running Annie in the car, doctor. I want to thank Al and Bob uh, for being here with us. We'll do a quick photo afterwards, and then we'll get a little photo op going. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Shut Now, for something completely different. Hi, Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor. We're back here at the uh, Sheridan Crossroads in Mahwah, New Jersey at the Wild Hot Rod Weekend number four. We're in the midst of it. We're down in the front row, and um, we've pulled one out of the crowd that I thought was very interesting and uh, like something I've never seen before, and there's not another one here like it. I'm standing here with Don, and I'm sorry, Don, I didn't get your last name. Wells. Wells. Don Wells. And uh, we, we've got a 1941 Dodge civilian.
5: Pickup truck. Pickup
1: yep. truck. Yep. Pre-war. Pre-war. Correct. Pre-war. Um, with a with a medium-sized lift. That's correct. And and there's some unique features about this truck, other than the fact that you could probably ford the Hudson River with it. Um, uh, what's under the hood? Uh, it has
5: a four-cylinder 1988 Mitsubishi Fuso diesel engine in it with methane injection, and it's about 196 horsepower. It was built by uh, Cliff Utter out of uh, Middletown, New York. Sinister Customs, good friend of mine and um, as you can see it's got some uh, bunch of modifications to it. It actually was a, a very big monster truck at one time called the Moonshiner. Uh, it's uh, got 1950-ish uh, uh, axles under it from an international. Has a 52 bed uh, and 50, uh, 52 and on, 59 and on fenders that have been rolled to match the front fenders. Uh, it has power four-wheel disc brakes power windows uh power steering four wheel drive works and it's just a it's just a lot of
1: fun, it, lot it, of fun. it has to get a lot of looks uh, you know it's 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 just got such a presence in the the american flag and the uh the uh the uh, um, i can't see that what the rebel flag. the rebel I, flag I thank John you is yeah.
5: enjoying that flag i'm i'm hoping that with him here that he's enjoying that and uh, i hope you get
1: to hang on to it
5: i do, i I, <laughs> I do too it's it's a lot of fun um the guy who built is a great guy a good friend of mine was injured he can't enjoy it so we're enjoying it very much and uh... we're very thankful that we me and him did the trade and we're very happy with it it's it gets a lot of looks everywhere we go we got first place at bloomsburg truck show for modified mopar with it and uh... we're traveling around with it and uh... we're gonna rename it the moonshiner again and dj signs and designs is gonna re-letter it and pinstripe it for us very shortly and, uh, you know there's
1: always a story with, with with an older car like there this, is. And, and this is a great one, no no doubt. Thank um, uh, you know that it's it's, and I think this is the passion that keeps this industry and this this sport going, wouldn't you it say? Is,
5: it is, it is, and we're all getting older, but we're enjoying every minute of it. We're enjoying
1: it, every minute. It makes me wonder, you know, will that next generation appreciate this? And, and you hope that they do. It's take a kid to a car show. Well, my daughter's got a '70 Chevelle with a 383
5: that runs 12 eighths. And uh, my other daughter's driving a lifted Wrangler on 6-inch and
1: 30, uh, 35s. So I'm trying to make that happen. So you're bringing them up right. Tell me a little bit about, you know, we've got two shift levers here on the floor, Don. What's it's, what's this about?
5: It's uh, got a two-wheel drive 727 Chrysler. It's the same bell housing as the Mitsubishi. So it's got a, uh, it's got a shift-kitted uh, 727 automatic. Uh, it's got a divorce case, which means the transfer case is not attached to the end of the trans. And uh, you can pretty much put anything in front of it. Four wheel drive works. It's got dolphin gauges. It's got, like I said again, boost meter. When you hit 10 pounds of boost, we have a progressive tip that starts injecting methane into the intake manifold, gives a little more oomph to it. Um, you know, it's power brakes, power steering. It's got a little bit of everything, a little bit of
1: everything, including the kitchen sink. Correct. P- perfect. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get some pictures of this, and uh, we're going to get it up on our website for all the listeners out there. I want to thank you for taking the time today. You go have yourself a good rest yeah, of the afternoon. Thank
5: Brian. Thank you so much, and uh, everybody enjoy the show.
1: Thanks, Don. We appreciate yeah. it. I'm Ron in The Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Having fun yet? I know I am. Ron Anini and the Car Doctor here at the Sheridan Crossroads, Mawa, New Jersey. The Wild Hot Rod Weekend with the gang from Dead Man's Curve. And as I close out this hour and uh, gather my thoughts on, on on what I've ingested, which is difficult uh, to say the least because of the size of it, I've I've grabbed someone from the audience, Carrie Potter. She's the sales director from our local New York affiliate, WRCR. Uh, Carrie, welcome to the Car Doctor. W- what are your thoughts here?
6: This is an amazing event, and. Everyone out there who's listening, you still have time to come on out to the car show and take a look for yourself. It's a beautiful day here in Mawa, and we're situated, or your situation, I, I should say, right outside the front entrance of the Sheridan Crossroads. So you can certainly come by and say hello to Ron and in person.
1: Uh, you know, anything here you want to drive home? <laughs>
6: I'm overwhelmed. I, unfortunately, am I'm not so educated on the automobiles, but I love what I see out here. What an amazing array of vehicles. And I also had the opportunity to go inside and take a look at some of the cars on display in there, including the the car from the TV show, the Munsters, yep. the Batmobile, and the General Lee.
1: And, and I understand you made an, an impression on John Schneider. Um Bo Duke is here, Bo Luke, uh, the, 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 the Duke brothers, right? Duke yes,
6: yes, he's here, he's offering photos in front of the General Lee, and I, I did have the opportunity to meet him prior to that, and he was very nice, and and it made my day as well. Yeah, I can,
1: I can imagine. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the uh, um, the whole show itself is, is just a statement of what cars, I'm going to say once were, because this is what the industry was, this is what auto repair sprang from. Uh, You know, the Second World War happened, and then auto repair grew after that, and then hot rodding grew out of the dry lakes of California and and, and Nevada, and, uh, you know, here we are with an industry that just has to be billions of dollars of the American economy, and people just see hot rods as, "Ah, it's a noisy old car. Are there any noisy old cars here today, Kerry?
6: There's quite a few, <laughs>
1: and, but they're different, right? It's it's not just it's not old in the sense of some old rattle trap. It's something you just look at and say, I want to drive one of those. Speaking of which, what's this coming up the driveway here? I can't make this out. It's an older Chevy pickup. It looks like uh, pre forties. Um, w Auto Tech, it says on the side, uh, Hills of Ringwood. So uh, you know somebody's going to get yelled at. They're parking in front of the hotel, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah, we just went through that in our last interview. Roger but, Rabbit. Uh, That's yeah. what
6: that vehicle reminds me of. Is, is that you what know it that is? movie? Yeah. Roger yeah, Rabbit. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no.
6: but along with the cars, there's history and character here. Yeah. There's people who are dressed in time period dress, fifties, right. wearing the ponytail, the poodle right. skirts. Right.
1: And there's a lot of characters here. I've seen uh, Fast Harry out roaming the crowd, off to see what he brings to us. For the second hour of the Car Doctor, which is just around the corner after the news at the top of the hour. Till then, I'm Ron Anany and Annie in the Car Doctor, reminding you. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're like hot rods. They're priceless. See ya!